Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Uh, dude, when I got back today, started watching Hot Tub Time Machine. I was watching that too. <laughs> that shit is so funny. Hey, that's the douchebag from Karate Kid 3. <laughs> yeah, and that's a douchebag from Karate Kid 3 in the background and shit. <laughs> that dude came, that, man, that ski patrol dude came at you like it was his job. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, stupid. Dude, do I gotta be that guy that says that church hot but hot tub machine took us back in time? What you what you want? What you what you want? Everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast number 133, our I guess second to last podcast for 2013. Um, yeah, this is the one. Just Christmas is happening this week, so um, yeah, I'm so over the fucking holiday season or shopping season. I'm not. Uh, let me. Yeah, let me. Let me phrase that correctly. I'm so over the shopping season. Not the actual season. I like Christmas. I I do. I really do. Adam can attest to this. You know, put the lights up, put the tree up, fucking winter wonderland bullshit in my house. But oh man, you got to work retail. It sucks. Yeah. Retail's um, it's like a special area of hell. <laughs> like it, it's just like real quick. I was telling I was telling Steve about this. I had a customer come in. We had these an item that was on sale. It says in the ad, limited supply, like limited amount. He And we opened at 7. He strolls in at 3 in the afternoon. He comes up to the to my desk and goes, um, I need to speak to the store manager, please. And I go, why? And he's like, I want these headphones. I'm like, well, may I ask why a store manager needs to get them for you? And he said, well, they told me that we're out of stock. So I check it and I go, well, we are. And he goes, okay, you're going to get the store manager? I'm like, well, the store manager isn't going to make them in stock. Hmm. Like, they're still out. And he goes, it just went on ad today. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And he goes, don't you think it's a little strange that something goes on ad and on the first day you sold out of it? And I'm like, no, (laughs) because Christmas is in three days. 
And he's like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We opened at 7. And he goes, store manager, now. And I go, ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got like a supervisor or something. Right. And, uh, he yelled at him, and then he said that he was going to complain to, like, everybody. I don't know. He's going to write a letter to Santa about it. I don't know what he's going to do. But... <laughs> and we were all literally, like, just, like, laughing like you're such an idiot like you don't even make any sense wow i it's just i know some people are just like i like they come in and like in my particular uh uh realm of retail you get people that come in here and they come in there all the time they come in they're like oh this is cool oh yeah my kid will like that i'll have to get that for him for christmas it's like and then you tell them well you know christmas here things go fast so you know, don't expect, you know, you better buy it early. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they come this weekend. And they're like, you had that thing, you know, that's just like, oh, yeah, no, that sold out like two weeks ago. Why well, aren't you going to get any more? Um, not in time for Christmas. Like, well, why aren't you getting, well, that's, that's silly. It's like, look, we had a ton of these. And as I told you when you first came in, to not wait too long. This would be classified as waiting too long. Yes. Every time I see it, it's it's a classic example of people who are self-absorbed. They don't they don't function in actual reality. So if they want something, then they assume that it will be available. And if it's not available, somebody fucked up. Right. It's like no, because there's only so many Chinese people to make these things, man. Like they can't, they can't, they can't make an infinite <laughs> amount of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. I know. It's just I, I just don't understand like some people like this concept of, oh, it'll be there. I need it, so it'll be there. It's like, no, it won't. Because you know what? If you need it, I guarantee you, about fifty thousand other people will need it. So you know, you, you just look at people and you're just like. What special universe do you live in where you're, where you're king? Yeah. You know, because it ain't in mine, so get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I was actually surprised because today, um, or special sh- shipment, I guess, yesterday, and they, they put them out today, we had like a hundred and something PS4s. Like Sony just all of a sudden sent all the stores PS4s. Here wow. And they, we've had some Xbox Ones like stacked in a corner for like three weeks mm. and there's this there's this xbox rep this poor woman is trying to show people the xbox one and no one gives a fuck and <laughs> the way my the way my store is is you have the xbox one set up mm. and the playstation 4 set up and they're they're facing each other like always right you know, they like to do that so everyone's i walked over the day everyone's over by the playstation they're playing it there's no rep there they're just playing it and looking at things and she's over there playing Just Dance all by herself. Aww. And I'm like, that sucks for you. <laughs> you should have you picked the blue team, huh? But you should have walked over and while she's playing it by herself, do the slow clap. <laughs> As she's playing Just Be All. It's like, I, I commend your effort. You know what? I don't care what other people say. I think you're brave. <laughs> and then they're all like, Wait, wait, what are what are other people saying? <laughs> Whatever, she's she's probably just like, I'll get my fucking paid. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and, uh, our, and our PlayStation 4 display is messed up anyway. 
and people still playing it. Yeah, the controller keeps getting disconnected. And these people, like, because it's the display, it's not the PlayStation, but the, the it will say disconnected, and then it'll reconnect. They don't even care. They're not even upset. That's how much they like the PS4. <laughs> they have to literally stop playing every 10 seconds and wait two seconds for it to reconnect, and they're completely okay with it. Oh, it's because <laughs> like, it's Sony! <laughs> the power of the PlayStation! <laughs> If the Xbox controller broke, they go f- knew it. Yeah, fuck, I knew I, it. Fucking, fucking Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then they, the Xbox Ones are set up like they're just in a, a normal like stack. It looks like a cube of Xbox Ones. And then you look at the PS4s and they're in this cool design. <laughs> 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 like they're like like a crescent, and they're all built nice, almost like a, it looks like a um. Like a siege, like a top of a siege tower. Like it looks all badass. I'm like, wow. And people were just grabbing them. Cool, cool, cool. Three people tried to steal one. Jeez. No one tried to steal the Xbox One because then they wouldn't be able to return it when it broke. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> There's an Xbox fan listening to this going, haters gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yep. So, speaking of exceptional hardware, I have been on a quest to find um, a good uh, gaming keyboard and mouse. Um, I've gone through two, and I had I returned them. No, I swapped them both. So I think last podcast I talked about, I got the Deathstalker from Razer, and I got the G600 MMO mouse uh, from Logitech. So, the the G six hundred is a good mouse, but it's just it's too much. I, I wasn't using any of the buttons, and the extra clicky button was getting on my nerves. Like I just didn't like how it felt. Right. Um, the keyboard was shit because it was too. The keys were too easy to hit, so I was like, you know how when you game, you have your left hand over the like the one two three button and like or the W A S D. Right. I would constantly hit things by accident. I'm like, nope, can't do this. So I got um, a Rocat Isku gaming keyboard and the Rocat uh, Pure mouse. So a lot of people at my store are like, oh, Rocat's an off-brand. But they're not actually an off-brand. They're like the biggest, they're pretty much the biggest uh, gaming peripheral company in um, the UK. And they've just came to the States. This is probably the best constructed keyboard I've ever used in my life. Like, it's, it's solid as shit. It's mm. not mechanical, but it kind of feels like it. Right. Um, it has, like... So the cap locks isn't a cap lock, although I can change it. I can change this entire keyboard layout to whatever I want. But um, the cap locks button is a shift. They call it a easy shift. So that means, like, the 1, 2, 3, 4, if I hold that button down, they're different buttons. So I don't have to move my hand around so much. The mouse has the same shift button, and they communicate with each other. So if I hit the shift on the keyboard, it's shift for the mouse, too. If I wanted to that way. Right. Um, it's just, it's dope. Like, I, I suggest everyone check this company out. Because it's uh, cool looking, and it works, and it's the shit. And I'm rubbing it right now. Wow. Wow. <sighs> it's a 90, $90 keyboard and a 60 no, $70 mouse. Damn. Of course I get discounts, but still. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I hustle, baby. Oh man, 
All right. Uh, and so you get a three-day weekend? Oh, yeah. Motherfucker. That's right, motherfucker. I didn't even request it. It's just because we have no hours. So <laughs> so he gave me a, a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off. I'm calling it my Christmas vacation. And I was shoving it in everybody's face. And the only reason I was is I'm always the guy that gets the shit fucking schedule. I never get the weekends off. Mm-hmm. I um, I work every holiday. like, And no one cares. I'll be like, why well, have a, like, a lot of kids that might want to see me on that? I don't care. You, you're going to work it. Okay. Okay. Wow. And then I had a couple people, hey, would you mind trading me your money? Nope. Yeah. You guys can all kiss my ass. I'm going to go enjoy my vacation. Lay up. Pimping. Pimping is all I'm going to do. All vacation. Damn. That's right. Yeah, because how how many games did you have? How many games do I have? Yeah, because you're going to play some games, right? On your your Check it out. Check it out. It's kind of sad because Steve's keeping me on track because I was... I was looking at my keyboard now. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I'm currently playing Diablo 3. Um, and I want to level up that character. I was purchased... A, a buddy of mine bought me uh, Minecraft. Um, which I had before, but I wanted to get back into it. Bought me that. And then uh, Steve was actually very nice and bought me Grand Theft Auto V um, for Christmas. But I received it on the same day that my disc drive broke on my PlayStation 3, so I won't be playing that. <laughs> but it's it's up it's up on the shelf and it looks glorious. <laughs> so I'm just waiting to get the replacement on that. Um, what else do I have? No, those are the only two games I'm probably gonna play. To be honest, I just want to play those. I got Gary's Mod, but I'm not impressed. It's oh, this, no. it's this game where you can like. You can make things spawn like anything, and people make their own stuff. But the game crashes like every fifteen fucking seconds. Like it, oh, it's, it's just ridiculous. So yeah, I'm gonna be playing some games. Uh, my wife's gonna be like, "Oh, baby, do you want to come to?" Nope. <laughs> I don't. The only thing I'm doing special is we're gonna go see Christmas lights tomorrow night. Oh, that should be fun. Yeah, that's great. It's just lights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's. Uh, whatever. You know. Wow. Um, the kids will have a good time. Because that's what's important, right? I guess. <laughs> Fucking up my Christmas vacation must not be important. So. No, because you get Christmas <laughs> vacation. You can get Christmas vacation anytime. <laughs> anytime is the right time God. for Christmas vacation. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, all right. Well. With that being said, I have no Christmas vacation until Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And then, uh, but at least, because, like, we opened at fucking 8 in the god ungodly morning. And I had to be there at 7 to do some shit beforehand. So, like, for two days I did that. Yesterday I was up for 20 straight motherfucking hours. That was a long day. Um, but... So now it's going to be more of like, uh, okay, you need to come and get to sleep in a little bit. So getting in a little later, getting at normal hours tomorrow and then Christmas Eve just a little bit earlier. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm I'm ready for this shit to be over. That is kind of one of the cool things about being the boss is that you don't have to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't give a rat's motherfucking ass. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, motherfuckers can't suck this bull. <laughs> pretty much, dude. Yeah, pretty much. All right, well, I think it's time we jump into some news. So, in movie news this week, after news dropped on Wednesday that Paul Rudd was being tapped to play Hank Pym in Marvel's upcoming Ant-Man movie, it took until late Thursday evening to get some sort of confirmation. While I still haven't been able to wrap my head around the idea, uh, Marvel's movie ha- uh, head movie honcho Kevin Feige confirmed it on Marvel's site, quote, 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 uh, when director Edgar Wright came to us with the idea of Paul Rudd, we felt this um, huge sense of relief because the first step in creating any Marvel Studios film is finding the right star. We knew early on that we had found the right person in Paul when he not only agreed to do it, uh, but became as enthusiastic as any actor we had met with about doing the work. We knew we had found the right guy. We couldn't be more excited for our audience to see what he's do, um, what he's going to do to bring Ant-Man to life. Um, I know I've been wrong in the past about some of Marvel's past casting choices in the beginning, like Kevin, uh, Chris Evans and Mark Ruffalo, which I'm happy to be wrong about. Nevertheless, it seems to make me wonder just how Ant-Man, the Ant-Man movie, is designed to be filmed. I guess I'll have to rely on my faith in Marvel's cinematic prowess as I nervously await Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it, it, it almost seems like they're going to make it kind of more comedic um, than it needs to be. Yeah, which, I mean, granted, it's Ant-Man, <laughs> you know, and it's not yeah, like... Yeah, like, you gotta take into account, though. Ant-Man, yeah, it's it's a silly-sounding name, but technically, he's a genius who found, who discovered how to make himself smaller and bigger. Right. You know, which is a little bit more of a serious power, but it's, um... Ant-Man's dope, dude. I like Ant-Man. I mean, they, he was campy as shit when he first came out, but... Right. But, yeah, it's it's... Not exactly sure because like I'm I'm on the fence about the whole thing because of the fact that it, it's one of those where you're not quite sure exactly how Marvel intends to play him, but Marvel's been good to this point, so it's kind of like uh, you kind of have to side with them. Yeah, you know. I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> I appreciate that. Just saying. Um, Moving right along. So, Hollywood used to be where all their... What? What are you doing, Steve, with this article? Oh, Steve wrote this, by the way. Um, <laughs> Hollywood used to be where all their major movies were shot. However, over the last several decades, the city of Los Angeles has increased fees, and the state managed to cut off tax incentives for movies to continue filming here. There. Center of the universe much, Steve? Jeez, no, no filming here in Los Angeles. <laughs> Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> and there has to be that pause. Too. There has to be. California. Um, thus began the birth of runaway projects. Many of Hollywood's major blockbusters were filmed in other states with great tax incentives. Some have gone to other countries. The Hobbit has made a home in New Zealand for their films. Much like some of the films like Superman Returns, uh, Les Miserables. How do you pronounce this stupid French word? Les Miserables. Whatever. French bullshit. Les Miserables, yeah. Les Surrender. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a dick. Um, and The Wolverine. Added to the list is James Cameron, the man that has been had at work making one, then two, and now three sequels for his biggest film yet, Avatar. 
people. Not the airbender uh-huh. either. Not the airbender, the blue people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. we yeah. got to be careful about the airbender one. Um, the Wrap is reporting that James Cameron issued a statement that says he will make the three sequels of the film in New Zealand. He plans to shoot all three sequels at the same time and, quote, perhaps over a period of about nine months. Jeez. Um, that's that's pretty impressive how, uh, yeah, how thorough months. those movies are. Yeah. Economic Development Minister Stephen Joyce, after dancing in the street, uh, said in a statement, <laughs> <laughs> the Avatar sequels will provide hundreds of jobs and thousands of hours of work directly in the screen sector as well as jobs right across the country. Or the economy, sorry. Uh, 20th Century Fox and Lightstorm Entertainment will receive a 25% financial rebate up from the current 15%. Not only that, but Cameron expects the budget for all three sequels to come in beneath $1 billion. That's pretty... Oh, man, for three sequels, that's pretty dope, dude. Yeah. Um, this is an amazing feat, given that the original film cost $500 billion alone. However, it makes sense since he created many of the technology used in the film, which is now nearly commonplace. The films will be released in consecutive years, starting on December of 2016, then in subsequent Decembers in 2017 and 2018. This is all well and good, but how many sequels can the guy make to tell on to tell on a major story? I mean, what other stories will he be retelling since the original is basically Pocahontas? And hey, he's going to do an Aladdin one, though, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one jump ahead of the bread line. <laughs> Mulan will be after that. <laughs> Mulan, and then he'll then he'll kind of run out at the last one, and he'll do like what? One thousand wild donations. Yeah, just some stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and it, me, Steve and I have had a discussion about about Avatar, and I am like I think the only person on the planet it seems that was not very impressed with this movie. Like visually, yes, it was great. The technologies he invented are amazing, and the visuals in the movie are amazing. But the story, it, it did not grab me. I think when we were watching it, I saw it over Steve's house. And I knew that everyone watching it had seen it, except for me. I was talking shit that whole fucking movie. I was just, <laughs> like, I think there were four different times where if there was, like, a long stare, I would go, did you ever hear the crap? <laughs> everyone was cracking up. I don't know, I just... I, I, there's things about that movie that, that are just dumb like you have this advanced technology where you can have these like mechs and all that but you send all your marines in t-shirts to go fight a war like what are we right. doing right 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 <laughs> <You know. laughs> what's going on guys come on yeah what, what are we doing <laughs> yeah no it, it yeah I know I and you know for the most part you know the the it, it's cool that he's you know being able to you know do everything he needs to do to make the movie happen, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, dude, you, do you really need all that? Milk of that money. Seriously, yeah. Av- Avatar made some fucking dough, dude. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I mean, it, it cost $500 billion to make, and he recouped that. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty fucking impressive. There's movies that don't cost even a billion to make, and they don't recoup their money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So I mean it, it's it's cool and all that you know that he's able to do all that and and make it happen but you know we'll have to see in the end. I mean I like I like James Cameron I I think he's made some of the greatest movies of all time, um, hands down. You know what right. I mean? But I just I don't know Avatar is whatever. But I think I think as a vessel to show his genius 
of inventing ways of, of doing movie making and stuff. That was dope. It, it stands it stands up. You know, it's just it's just Pocahontas with blue people though. <laughs> I hear you, right? You know. I like that Pocahontas with blue people. That's all it was it was like Smurfs and Pocahontas had a baby. Right. <laughs> no no no. Smurfs, Pocahontas, and aliens had like a weird threesome one night. Ooh. And out popped Avatar. <laughs> out popped Avatar. Just <laughs> There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, moving on into some uh, gaming news. I mentioned this to to Adam before the podcast, and he was like, "Ah, I'm not surprised. So a lot of things haven't been going right for EA and their recent release of Battlefield 4 with constant updates to try and stabilize the game. It seems that they still have some work to do, although that is simply on the gamer side. On the investor side, it seems to things are starting to heat up. Uh, Robbins, Gellers, Rudman, and Dowd. LLP, a San Diego-based law firm, is pursuing a class-action lawsuit against the video game developer over allegations that they misled investors over the troubled game. The lawsuit is to include anyone that purchased common stock from EA between July 24th of this year to December 4th. They claim that EA misled investors over the strength of the game's development. EA is said to have strengthened um, their October 29th earning forecast based partially on the sales expectation for the game. The stock price climbed, uh, began to climb based on these expectations, but quickly dropped after news spread over the multiple multitude of issues plaguing the game's multiplayer mode. An EA executive told GameSpot that, quote, We believe these claims are meritless. We intend to aggressively defend ourselves, and we're confident that the court will dismiss this complaint in due course. Uh, an Atlanta-based firm is also looking to pursue a similar case against the company. While EA may think their claims are baseless, they will be... And they will be proven, so I mean, there's no doubt about that. But this isn't going to do much for the company in a public relations way. Most likely, EA will be vindicated of these allegations based on the concept that they believe the game would be done well and no problems were foreseen. However, the kind, this kind of proves the point of critics that thought that they should have taken more time to follow up Battlefield 3 than trying to release one every year. Whatever. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a fucking mess over there right now. Oh, yeah. With with the bullshit, you know. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, you think about it and you think, like, oh, all of them, like, they wanted to, um, you know, they wanted to uh, say, like, oh, hey, you know, this is going to be good. This will work out. You know, uh, we're going to do a – we're going to do a – we did um, Battlefield 3 last year, and next year we're going to do a Battlefield 4. And then you're like, well, wait a second. Why do you have to do one every year? Yeah, yeah, why yeah. it's you don't I mean and, and and okay look they're obviously trying to keep up with Call of Duty but this is the situation Call of Duty is a different beast right. I've I've always considered Battle the Battlefield series and Call of Duty to be different Battlefield is a more traditional true to form first person shooter right and I think it plays well to that it it tells you it tells a story and then the online's really dope and with the vehicles and stuff like that but then Call of Duty is like that's like a sports game at this point. People don't play that game looking for story. I mean, there's people that buy that game. They don't even play the single player. They don't care. Right. It's 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 almost like the difference between when people go, oh well, which is better, Halo or Call of Duty? I'm like, I can't compare those two games. They're, they're too different. Right. Halo, yeah. Halo's trying to tell me a story. Call of Duty's trying to get me leveled up and earn achievements and shit. Right. You know, which is fine. Like there's different kind of fans for that. That's why you have a lot of people that aren't 
they call them uh, Call of Duty gamers now. Like they, they, they're not. I don't want to say they're not really gamers, but the only game they play is Call of Duty. Like they don't play anything else. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 its own little entity. So to, to try to keep up with that, when you have a, a either a different kind of game like Battlefield, um, or even worse, if EA tries to change Battlefield to be more like Call of Duty, and like come on, dude, like yeah. why are we fucking around here? Yeah. Why why are we even why are we even going through all of this? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I yeah I get you on that one. Sick of this shit. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Fuck these bitches. Fuck your couch. <laughs> Was it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I knew all along. So No, he didn't. Let's talk about a company that usually does things right for a second. Okay. Blizzard. It's the kind of gaming company that... I thought like, you said you want to do one that does things right. How dare you? Oh, oh, how dare you? Oh. How dare you? Okay. I mean, yes, the game I'm about to talk about had its ups and downs in the beginning. Um, anyway, Blizzard is the kind of gaming company that likes to keep a lot of secrets. A lot of the time, a lot of the time, we don't even know what a game or expansion, when a game or expansion is going to release until it's already on top of us. The House of Wow. <laughs> I was watching Mickey Mouse cartoon when I wrote this. Nice. So you know, it said House of Wow. Yes, whatever. Um, <laughs> has decided to give us all a holiday gift this month and announced the launch date for the upcoming expansion to Diablo 3 titled Reaper of Souls. That's so metal, dude. <laughs> Reaper of Souls. <laughs> that date's March 25th, 2014, by the way. You expect that to be pushed back about 15 times, too. But Oh, yeah. That's, that's usually, but usually when Blizzard officially announces the date, they get it. It's when they go, hey, it might come out in March. Then that ain't going to happen. Then they're um, like going, oh, yeah, see, what had happened was... <laughs> 80s girls came through, man, and we got busy. That's a, I mean, I didn't have time for that shit. Um, <laughs> ain't that the dude from Karate Kid 3? <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know it's a party. Um, the expansion the expansion is set around the Angel of Death, uh, Mathiel. I probably said that wrong, but whatever. Um, bringing his army to West March, uh, the paladin-filled city. Not only is the expansion bringing a new act to the game, but also a whole new class of, to play titled the Crusader, um, naturally. You'll also get the new adventure mode, which opens up the entire map of the game, but adds new challenges to overcome. One of these challenges, the Nephilim rifts, are dimensions filled with things that want to hurt you. So that's pretty cool. Like If, if you, you're not familiar with Diablo or Dungeon Crawler games... After you beat the game, you keep playing it because it's all about the loot. I mean, you're you're just playing it at higher difficulties, and you're getting better loot and and stuff like that. So the the adventure mode and and the um the rifts thing, it's just it's just a cooler way to get loot because now you don't have to go through the storyline. Right. You, you could just play, you know, just kind of grind through it. While the expansion is coming out in March, that doesn't mean you can't pre-purchase it now. Head over to Battle.net and snag one of the two versions of the game in pre-order form. The normal edition will run you $40, while the deluxe edition is a bit steeper at $60, but includes extras like a spectral hound minion, um, treasure goblin pet for your World of Warcraft character, and more. Head over to the store page, which is linked on our page, thelazygeeks.com, for more details. Uh, typical typical form, uh, Blizzard likes to give, if you get like a deluxe pack, they give you things for their other games. Like there's a StarCraft thing that you get too. Um, it might be worth it to you. I mean, if you play all the 
World of Warcraft stuff, but usually it's not. <laughs> if you only play Diablo, it's not really worth it. Right. Um, of course, when an expansion, what's what's an expansion without a level cap increase? You can now play all the way to level seventy as opposed to the original level sixty. <clears throat> Excuse me. While the price is fairly steep for an expansion, those that love the game shouldn't have an issue picking it up. Check out the trailer for Reaper of Souls below. And typical of Blizzard, this fucking trailer is bad fucking ass, dude. Like, it's just sick. Like, see the trailer. I don't even care if you go to Lazy Geese to see it. Just see the trailer. Go to Lazy Geese, though, and see it. Because that'd be cool. But <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, it'd be cool, but, you was, know. Was this the one that I forgot to put the trailer on? Yes, this yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. Steve, Steve hits me up on Facebook. He's like, he's like, hey, blah blah blah. These are the stories I'm gonna do for tomorrow. And then right after, that, oh by by the way, I put the tra- I actually put the trailer on your article that you spoke about. Trailer. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I put YOLO, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was funny too, cause like uh, Ad, uh, Adam was like, going, oh yeah, this is my uh, my last story for the day. So I put this up and I was like, okay, cool. So then I go up and I was like, I did something. I don't know why I decided to check, but I went and uh, oh no, I think I wanted to see what the trailer looked like because, you know, Blizzard does some good trailers. Yeah. They're they're very epic. And I remember well, I, I showed I showed Steve the World of Warcraft uh, trailer for um, the latest expansion. Yeah. And he doesn't even play WoW, and he's ass dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you showed me that Kung Fu Panda one. Uh, I was like, I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I like that one. Real and quick, just to clear the air, <laughs> there were Pandarians in the the Warcraft universe before uh, that fucking Kung Fu Panda movie came out. <laughs> Everybody watch their damn tone. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, is that it now? <laughs> you watch your damn tone. That's what. <laughs> Take that bass out your voice when you talk to a man. All right. <laughs> Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so, um, he just, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was interesting. I mean, I, I saw that and I was like, going, oh, that, yeah, I have to check that out because, you know, it would be pretty interesting to, um, to watch that. Then I turn around and I go on there and I see that and I'm like, where's, where's the video? Like, the video, the video's not here. <laughs> so I went down the video. You, once you posted it, you watched it then? Yes. It was pretty and it cool. was pretty fucking badass. It was pretty fucking badass. See, I've only now. I think a traditional MMO isn't good for you, but I think you. I think you'd enjoy Diablo three, like because it's quick. I mean, you can you can get on there for twenty minutes and, and feel like you got something done. It's just a really fun game. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. If you want the Diablo three experience and not pay the money though, you can download Path of Exile. It's free. <laughs> it's a really good game too. Right. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Shake it up! Shake it up! Oh yeah! <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. All right. It got a little. Uh, got a little crazy there. All right. Moving on into uh, comic news. Uh, earlier this year, you may have remembered the stories of Matt Fraction leaving Fantastic Four and FF to focus on his new ongoing comic, Inhuman. Well, it seems that has changed a bit. On Monday of last week, it was announced that Matt Fraction is no longer affiliated with the project and a new writer has been selected to usher in the comic. It wasn't too long ago that we got news that the comic was, um, about the comic being delayed from Mar- January to March, but it's, uh, when it was announced, Marvel didn't give any news as to the reason for the delay, but it seemed that we have some news now. Comic Book Resources is reporting that uh, Charles Soule 
is taking over the writing duties for the comic, but artist Joe Madeira will be remain will remain. Soul already writes for Thunderbolts and the upcoming She-Hulk series. Quote Years um, years ago, younger Charles made up a list of Marvel characters that would be a blast to someday write. My Marvel Dream Team, basically, and the Inhumans were on that list, Soul said to the Marvel statement released Monday. So getting an opportunity to work with this awesome, strange, classic characters, as well as to expand the existing mythology into, into into cool new places is pretty extraordinary. As soon as I read Charles's first Thunderbolt script, I knew he was going to be a star. Marvel chief uh, editor-in-chief Axel Alonso uh, said in Marvel's press release, his pitch for She-Hulk proved that he thought big and would bring a lot to the uh, world building of Inhuman. While Alonso couldn't go into details as to um, for the delay, but Bleeding Cool is reporting that the change was because of a creative and editorial disagreements with Marvel over the title. While he may not be writing for the book, he's still working for Marvel on other projects. Fraction has always been a solid writer for me, and I've enjoyed, um, always enjoyed his books. It makes me wonder just what Marvel wanted to do with the title, which led to the switch. It could have been a decision on edge or type of focus on, of the comic, but it had to be a huge... It had to be huge to delay slash cancel the comic for a couple of months. So, I don't know, because Matt Fraction has always seemed to be kind of that, the go-to guy for Marvel. So Yeah, but he's been bouncing around like a fucking Super Bowl, dude. Like, yeah, so, but it's still kind of like, hmm, what, what what do you do? <laughs> well, the question, the question is, is he getting switched around, or does he have so much pull that he can just go wherever the fuck he wants? You know, th- that's that's really the question. Like, he, he might have enough pull at Marvel. He's like, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah, but you can only do that so many times, right? So, yeah, uh, no, dude. Yeah, but he's also—I mean—he's working on some of their biggest, some of their biggest titles. So you don't necessarily want to uproot them. And some of them are good just because he's writing them. So yeah. you know, Marvel, unlike DC, Marvel's kind of in that boat of like, well, do we want to really fuck this whole thing up? And uh, you, you know, watch that damn tone again. See, there's too much bass in your voice. I'll fucking do this podcast. <laughs> You to watch what you say about DC, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, maybe, uh, maybe she's. You know, when she means she's gonna wax a pole, I means she's gonna she's gonna blow some guy, right? <laughs> or maybe, or maybe she's gonna fuck some dude. That could be a different kind of. Oh, maybe she's the pole and she's gonna have two dudes. <laughs> Earning the explicit tag. Exactly. At a time. Did you see? Did you see the picture of your brother that I put on <laughs> the show notes? No, I didn't see. At the top of the show notes. <laughs> That's wow. your brother, though. That's your brother, though. Well, racist. <laughs> I put I put the um the troll the troll face, but with a sombrero and a and a mustache. I'm being wow. very professional right now. Holden. Exactly, exactly. What are you gonna do? <laughs> it's not in the it's not in the budget for me to be professional, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Yeah, we don't have we don't have that kind of that kind of time here. So anyway. Um, I, I've noticed that like our our comic book news is not very positive news today. So well, yeah. whatever. What are you gonna do? <laughs> well, this might be positive for a couple of people anyway. Um, as many of you probably hadn't realized, DC Comics Animal Man has been going since the launch of the New 52 back in 2011. While it has lasted longer than some of the other comics, it was always considered a black a black horse. Is that a thing to say? Yes, a black horse, not a black whore. Oh, when it was announced as a solo <laughs> title. Apparently 2014 will mark the end of that title. Newsarama is reporting that writer Jeff Lemire 
we'll be bringing the series to an end with the 29th issue of the comic coming out in February of 2014. However, the title itself isn't being canceled. It appears that Lemire has told the the entire solo what told the entire solo story for the character and will be bringing him along to to Justice League Canada. <laughs> no, no offense to our Canadian, Canadian brethren, brothers. because I love Canada. I really do. But the American comics, there's the Justice League, and then there's the other Justice Leagues. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Justice League and then Justice League of America? Yeah. And then um, what's the one? Is it Justice League of America? No, what's the one in California? Was it Justice League of America? No, you're thinking of West West Coast Avengers. I'm all fucked up. (laughs) They both do it. They both do it. (laughs) It's quote time. As sad as I am to be finished writing the solo stories of Buddy, Maxine, Ellen, and Cliff. Really? (laughs) I'm also excited to announce that I will continue to write the monthly adventures of Animal Man when he becomes a regular member of the the new Justice League book I am writing, the Mary said. This is one of the few titles that... Notice he didn't say Justice League Canada. He just said the new Justice League. Honestly, I hope... And this is how much I like Canada. I hope that Justice League Canada is the shit. Because I think Canada needs a hero, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it blows out the the regular Justice League. Superman ain't got shit on me. (laughs) Superman ain't got nothing on Maple Man. (laughs) Ba-ba-ba! Uh, lumberjack lad oh what the <laughs> fuck dude I'm writing it it's coming right DC pay attention that's all I'm saying <laughs> this is <laughs> oh my god Canuck, Canuck kid <laughs> what the fuck dude I'm gonna write this shit fuck DC I know dude you do fucking fan fiction dude <laughs> this is my Justice League Canada <laughs> I'm like, I've never been outside of America. <laughs> Justice League Canada. Uh, I should do, we should do that, make Justice Leagues for like obscure countries. Not that Canada's obscure, but I mean like just make, make like Slovakia. A, Lanka, a Slovakia Justice League, Sri Lankan Justice League. You know, just like, what? Uh, <laughs> this is one of the few titles that DC Comics hasn't canceled as it was the writer's choice uh, to end the series. Surprisingly enough, it had given it had given their blessing for him to complete the run and bring the character over to his other comic. Quote again, I like I look forward to plenty of more excitement and adventure with Animal Man in the pages of Justice League. I've written the first five Justice League scripts, and Animal Man has really taken on a new life in the book, so I hope you'll come along for the ride. Why can't he say Justice League Canada? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, is yeah. he ashamed? Like, yeah. Animal Man ain't gonna be fighting with I, Superman, dude. You better I, clarify it. I read the first five issues of, of Justice League, and Animal Man, Animal Man is not in any of them. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's in it a lot, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Batman um, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the Maple Man. <laughs> the hockey puck and shit. You know, just, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> wait. Oh, wait. There's another paragraph that you wrote. Is this... this is surprising, given that not many people thought this comic would make it. It had outlasted many comics that had Justice and Legion in their titles. It is nice to see a comic end on its own terms than a publisher that is forcing people out or simply dumping the book. Let's take a moment here 
to say that there's one thing that I always love about Steve's articles is that <laughs> at the last paragraph is always what I like to call the fireside chat. Like <laughs> <laughs> I do it sometimes. When, like, I, when I write, I pull put on the robe, I pull out the pipe. I do. Like just... I read, I read the article, and I can imagine you like at a news desk, and then at that last thing, it's all of a sudden the lights go down low, a little bit of scotch, you know, <laughs> pipe. <laughs> Let's well, slow you know, down a minute. Yeah. Well, you know, with uh, the way the Animal Man comic has been handled, you know, <laughs> old English font. <laughs> I do declare that that animal man is quite a fellow, and blah, 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 blah. And why do they just simply not say Justice in Canada? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Mountie Man, that's the Batman for... Uh, Mountie Man, yeah. Mountie Man for Canada. He's out. It's Mountie Man, he's outside the system. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Honestly, and I'm, I'm being honest, and I'm not blowing smoke. The Canada's the only country, I, when I make fun of it, it's because I love it so much. <laughs> Every Canadian I've ever spoken to is like the shining light of humanity. <laughs> They're so nice. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Mouchy man. Oh, too bad. Uh, My moose uh, was killed when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ending it on that note. I'm ending oh, it. God. I'm ending it. How insane would the Joker have to be? He just, like, bumps people and doesn't say he's oh, sorry? We haven't, I mean... we, haven't even, we haven't even done the villains yet. <laughs> the Joker, he bumps into people and doesn't say he's sorry. I'm not sorry. Watch how we. No, you know what? You know what? The villains in Canada, they just act like Americans. Yeah. Like, not even American villains. They just act like Americans. In their origin story, it's all like their Joker was born in Detroit, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, he's a monster. <laughs> he cuts people off in the lanes and flips them off. Good lord. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't oh do it anymore. Isn't that the dude from Karate Kid Three? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right. <laughs> uh, in uh, in tech news, <laughs> uh, if you were one of those, um, if you were not one of those smart people that were that were thinking about picking up a new Andal, uh, Amazon Kindle Fire HD and picked and. Uh, picked up one during the Black Friday weekend, oh, you're a bit out of luck. Uh, they dropped the price to their bargain basement price of 179 but has, of course, since gone back up to 229 yeah, A little steep for a Wi-Fi tablet, but Amazon has it, has a deal for you. Amazon has grand plans to make sure that every tree in the land has a Kindle Fire HD under it. If the price is a bit too much for you, if it is, then you personally don't want a iPad Air. They're offering you a chance to pay only pay 25% up front. Yeah, Amazon is offering you an interest-free payment plan. This is this will allow you to pick up um, this will allow you to pick one up for a quarter of the price and then another uh, another quarter every 90 days. 
That's an additional. That's three additional payments of fifty-seven twenty-five over the next nine months. That seems a bit weird, right? Well, I'm not sure why you would drag it out for over most of the year, but that's just me. Although, if you fail to make the payments, Amazon reser- reserves the right to block all your Amazon content you paid for, which includes your Kindle books. Uh, that seems. A long duration for an interest-free tablet. However, if you can't make the 229 payment up uh, payment up front, may I suggest you should not be purchasing a tablet at yeah. all. Although no interest is an outstand uh, on the outstanding balance would be a driver for this option. But dude, over nine months, it's like good lord. You have to remember, folks, that if if you can't afford a toy, you don't need the toy. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't afford food and you have to cut some corn, okay. But if you can't afford a tablet and you probably already have a computer and a cell phone, just, you can wait. Right. <laughs> okay. There's no need for it. There's no rush. A couple extra paychecks, like, put a 50 aside. I mean, they're not that expensive. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's not It's not like you're paying 600 bucks for, you know, uh, an iPad or anything like that. And this is This is honestly Amazon just capitalizing on it's the holidays and everybody's in a rush to get shit yeah and so and, people will do because people wouldn't do this if it wasn't the holidays most people right. do that yeah and and you know we can make jokes about it like if you can't afford it up front you may not and i, I understand i mean sometimes your things are a little a st- little stretched you want to give somebody that that particular thing and you, you only have you know whatever 60 bucks or whatever you know, you pay that, and you're like, oh, I can pay the rest off a little bit later. But the problem is, is if you pay a quarter every 90 days, you're bound to forget. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just it's just one of those kind of things. Just one of those days. <laughs> Never mind. Right. So, ah, speaking of expensive things that are kind of cool, something that should have been expected was the sale of the PS Vita to go up when the PS4 came out. Sony has been promoting the connectivity features between the two systems, and the PS4's successful launch was bound to cause consumers to want other Sony gaming products. The sales boost isn't a tiny one either, with sales of the Vita jumping up a full 68% in the week of the PS4 launch. The following week saw a 65% gain over that of the Vita as well, according to MCV Magazine. Sony hasn't released any specifics quite yet, but they did acknowledge the PS4's role in the PS Vita's newfound success. Quote, <laughs> PS Vita sales-wise, sales we are continuing to see strong week-on-week growth since our latest campaign kicked in, Ben Law, senior project man- manager, said. The new TV advert went live this week, and we've already seen amazing feedback from PS4 owners on the remote play features and the success of tear- tearaway highlights. What a great proposition PS Vita is, either as a standalone device or as a perfect companion to the PS4. The PS Vita is the most advanced handheld gaming system ever created and got a lot of people excited. This is me talking, by the way. It got a lot of people excited when it was announced back in 2011. However, with a lackluster game library, which lately has been getting a lot better, the Vita has struggled since launch. With its new popularity as the PS4 accessory, we, sh- we should see a lot more games to come out on the console in the future. Honestly, th- this this whole this whole story and stuff, it feels like the Vita just came out too soon. Yeah. If you really think about it, like it supposedly has the power of the PS3 and I've seen it. I mean, it's great, but it, it was like it came out 
before the PS4, so nobody knew what to do with it. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, it, it, it's true. Yeah, because... Well, because you and I talked about it, like, way early on, and we weren't even sure, like, oh, yeah, there are a couple of cool things for it, but what can you do? Yeah, exactly. But now that the PS4 has come out, it's a lot more um, significant, you know, because you got the connect- connectivity issues. I mean, you could stream pretty much every PS4 game directly to the Vita. And right. then you have um, – that's pretty badass anyway because, like, if someone wants to watch TV and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to play it on my Vita, Buster. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that works out pretty good. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, because, like, uh, that was one of the things, like, you and I had been, like, on hold about a Vita for, like, the longest time. Yeah. And then up until we saw what it could potentially do with – the um the PlayStation 4. He, I, I think the PS4. Well, they they. I remember they tried to market that that um that feature that they that it's incorporated into the PS4. That you know whole sharing play thing with um you know uh with the PS3, but it didn't work half the time. So it seems like they've kind of fixed it and like going, okay, now now you have more stuff to do. But then they also picked the store. They fixed up the store, and now you can play old games on there. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to tell, tell you right now, tax return comes through. I'm getting a PS4. I'm getting a bigger hard drive for it because I'm going to go digital with a lot of the kids' games, and I'm getting a Vita. I'm going, all oh, Sony all the time, bitches. <laughs> I'm a fanboy for life, and I'm done. Like, this yeah. And this is coming from a hardcore Microsoft dude. He let his PS3 sit there for the longest time. Hey, straight up, I'm still I'm still a Microsoft dude when it comes to computer bit. You know what I mean? But I just the Xbox One's stupid. I just don't like it. What do you think about it this way? The biggest thing it has is that damn TV integration. I don't even watch television, man. I watch <laughs> everything on my computer. Uh, and then someone was telling me, yeah, but can the PlayStation? He's like, if you have an Xbox and a PS4. You can plug the PS4 into the Xbox, and you can play the PS4 and the Xbox at the same time. Like, who the fuck wants to do that? <laughs> like, that's like saying this bomb will blow up a city. Isn't that badass? Who wants to blow up the damn city? What the fuck? <laughs> that's where you're just like, what? I don't care. <laughs> that's where that's where your Keanu Reeves and fucking Bill and Ted. Whoa, whoa. mind blown. <laughs> oh shit! I think I just blew my mind right now. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, as we do each and every week, we find the company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery, and they become the Lazy Geeks Douchebag of the Week. Now, this will be our last original douchebag of the week for 2013. I think it ends on a on a on a high note, um, particularly for movie fans here. Uh, next week, when we do our year en- year's end. Uh, we'll probably have our year's douchebag of the week. So it'll be one of the 60 or so that we've talked about over the year, <laughs> 50 or so. Um, so we'll we'll make a decision on that. But this week's douchebag, the Weinsteins, Bob and Harvey Weinstein. When the big fallout of Bob and Harvey Weinstein and Disney over the direction of Miramax occurred, Miramax was the was the only one that lost. Well, since then, the Weinsteins have worked to make their own company, but never had the rights to any of the movies they originally produced. 
Well, it seems that that in, in the end, it's the Weinstein boys that will have the last laugh. Painfully, that is. Deadline is reporting that the guys have struck a deal that will allow them to play uh, with some one of their old, um, some of their old hits and make sequels or develop for television. The standouts are Shakespeare in Love and Rounders will get a sequel treatment. Quote, I personally have never made a sequel, but I will make Shakespeare in Love as one. I've always wanted to do that, and now we have the impetus to. Here, um, there is so much intellectual property, and we are in the age where, for however long it lasts, content is king, said Harvey. Bullshit. Uh, in many interviews in the intervening years, we've never heard Ed nor Matt Damon ever declare their desire to do a sequel to their cult classic, Rounders. However, Harvey thinks otherwise. I've discussed making Rounders 2 with Matt Damon, and I say they're, um, they're going to be uh, estraneous. Weinstein continued, the guys, writers David Levin and Peter, uh, Brian Kopelman, have a great idea, a way to make it more international, where you start with the car game in Paris, and that's all, they, and that's all I want to say. There, are, there might be a certain beautiful Parisian actress involved in it, and then we're off to the racetrack with uh, Anne Vegas, where Maddie and Edward Norton and a, su- a new supervillain to replace John Valkovich. Weinstein is iron Robert De Niro for that role. Does this mode of capitalize on old classics strike me as odd? No. Uh, we have seen studios do this for the last few years, so I'm sure that the Weinsteins are all but furious that they couldn't cash in on this. However, it does make it hurt. It doesn't make it hurt any less knowing that they are all for this. I am sure I am not the only one that would not want to see this uh that would not want to see this happen i guess in the end it's all about a grab for cash oh by the way uh we didn't even touch on the goodwill hunting and flirting with disaster television series they wish to develop Uh, oh my heart hurts like you wouldn't believe how do you like them apples so stupid i mean dude come on how are how you know it's like how how do you how do you plan to do this? How do you plan to continue this? How like, much alcohol did it take? Seriously, I think this was a good idea. <laughs> no one is gonna care. It's gonna flop. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I don't know. I'm just. I'm at that point where I'm just like, how how are you going to do a. A, a sequel to Rounders. How are you going to do a sequel to good, uh, to Shakespeare in Love? You know? Uh, Alright. Well, on that note, I think we have a site comment. We do. So, um, <laughs> Our show notes are getting all sort of... <laughs> we've just been adding photographs and just being dumb. We're going to do this every podcast I want. Um, cheap Boss Attack commented on my Tomb Raider... Um, not a facelift article where I talked about uh, Tomb Raider's definitive edition releasing on the next-gen consoles. He said, I just recently finished Tomb Raider for the PS3, and while I really enjoyed it, I can't warrant a full $60 price tag for multiplayer DLC costumes and a digital comic when the current version is less than $20. I agree to an extent, because if you just bought the PS4 or the Xbox One, you're not going to want to buy it for your Xbox 360 or PS3. So... Yeah, you could go by the $20 version, or it's not just the digital comic and costumes. It's it's the, the complete 
redo of the physics and, and stuff like that that they're doing and taking advantage of the new hardware. So it's it's really if you've already beaten the game, no. Why would you get it? That game has no replay value. It's an awesome game, but it has no replay value <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I I, th- I just thought it was cool um, that they're they're trying. To, our show notes are starting to look actually kind of nice. If you really want to be <laughs> putting some some strange pictures on here. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I see I see his point. You know that. But the thing is, is that you know when you're paying sixty bucks. But yeah, I don't I don't. It's not like the games have and, and we're and we're talking about the next gen version, right? Of of Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, paying sixty bucks, I you know, you don't have to pay sixty bucks for it. You can pay twenty bucks for you know, wait for it to go down like everything else and then pay twenty bucks then. You know, or buy it used or or what have you. Um I think if the next gen game is you know, I mean I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I mean, I I think it doesn't have any replay value, but at the same time, you know, I mean, the the, the original Tomb Raider anyway had multiplayer. Yeah. And most people said it sucked because you couldn't play as Laura. So the same fucking problem they have now. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, you know, I I don't know. I think for me, it's kind of like, I think it'd be better if it was just a full on new game. Yeah, as opposed to which there oh, will be there will be a new game. I, th- there, I think I think they just want to get it on the next gens. Yeah, and I I think the game is a little old to try to do that. I mean, you know, I mean, look look at what happened with Call of Duty, with the split consoles, you know, yeah, for PS3 and then the next gen. It's 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 a big seller, but I don't know. I just think it's a little more of a grab for cash than anything else. I think you're an asshole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to check out our website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Uh, Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our our podcasting content, including Lazy Ring of Death and our brand new monthly podcast, The Geek of the Life, which won't be happening this month, uh, but they'll be back in January. Uh, If you have any questions for us on the podcast, just email us at podcast at thelazygeeks.com. Be sure to let us know which podcast you're referring to. Like us on Facebook or add us to your circle on Google+. That's plus.google.com slash plus the Lazy Geeks. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks. You can follow me at TLG Stephen Vargas or Adam over there at TLG Adam Riley. Uh, we are on Instagram, the Lazy Geeks. The Lazy Geeks theme is provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So be sure to leave us a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week for the which will be the final time of 2013 uh peace out fuck you Ryan.